So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, I am going to break out my Dynasty crystal ball, look into the future, and try to predict what we're going to see in three short months come startup season. But before we do all that, I just want to go into a couple of things. No Jerry. Uh, that real-life, real-world job has uh, been bringing him down, but he's good. Uh, for those of you that are concerned or nervous or worried about our boy Jerry, he's doing great. He's just super busy with life outside of fantasy football podcasting. Hoping to have him back next week, but until then, I will soldier on. Jer Bear, we miss you. Uh, real quick. Uh, if you didn't hear yesterday's Dynasty War Games, make sure you go back. little rookie talk. I know we're uh, getting close to the 2023 class, but the, the guys, Jesse and Mike, they went over some of the existing rookies. I guess they're still rookies, kind of rookies, like 13, 12 games into their rookie campaign, and they, they discussed that on Wednesday's show. So if you're hearing the War Zone on Thursday, which is a bit different, Make sure you go back and listen to Wednesday's Dynasty War Games and shout out to those guys. Made it super easy for me to keep the Wednesday streak alive with their amazing content while I figured out how I was going to do the Dynasty War Zone. Um, and our boy Kyle from the FF Smackdown was here on Tuesday. Uh, he's still doing his goodness a couple of times a week. Uh, love Kyle's stuff. It's short. It's impactful. 
You can do a lot of stuff with it, uh, especially in redraft, which is the focus of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. So make sure to check out Kyle. Follow the show at FF Smackdown. Follow Kyle at Kyle Month 8 on Twitter. Um, just real quick, five-star reviews go a long way toward helping the show, as well as subscribing and following everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter. So we still have Twitter. Rumors of it going off of the App Store. Elon and the folks at Apple can't get along. But until then, you can follow the show at Dynasty Warzone. And, of course, the email address is DynastyWarzone at gmail.com. So there you go. Kept the intro brief. Kept it short. Uh, before I get into good people, bad tweets, because you know we love good people, bad tweets, I want to make sure to take just a little bit of a, of a hot second to throw a shout-out to some of our guys. Uh, they are still in the Scott Fishbowl. That would include our own Jerry uh, out there. He's in around like 600th place out of 1,200 remaining. Uh, Tyler from the Daily Destroyer at FF Tyler O. He is, uh, I think, 700th in, in the mix. By the way, only 1,200 remain. If you're curious, Scott Fishbowl, about 1,200 participants remain. Uh, Tyler is, like I said, right around 700. Jerry, right around 600. Uh, if I got those correct, and the uh, best standing of a member of the Warzone family is our boy, Neil Gray. Neil is the official admin. If you join a Dynasty Warzone patron league, uh, you will become very familiar with, with Neil. He put together our soccer-style pool play patron Dynasty League. Um, a lot of the admin stuff and stuff that goes on behind the scenes uh, Neil's been on the show a few times, but but he holds us together, and uh, he's in like the top 215. Uh, Neil rocked it out, so we'll be rooting for Tyler, Jerry, and Neil as uh, the Scott Fishbowl moves on this week. Hopefully, they don't have too many Panthers or too many Cardinals. Uh, the last big bye week is next week. Week 14 is going to be five teams, including the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders, so just those three off the top of my head are going to eat up a, uh, a bunch of valuable players. But we're rooting for those guys. And uh, go home and bring home – go on and bring home the title for the Dynasty War Zone crew. So here it is. It is good people. Bad tweets, but in this case, it's a good person with a good tweet because it's one of my favorite topics. And as you're listening to this on launch day, it is December 1st. So now I will actually entertain you with uh, Christmas talk. I am not a big Christmas aficionado. Uh, I don't believe we should celebrate it before December, but we're here. It's Christmas movie season. We'll be watching a lot of Christmas movies. By the way, if you don't want to hear this little rant, you might want to fast forward about five, maybe six minutes, and I'll get into some Dynasty talk here in just a second. But this tweet is about a Christmas movie. This tweet comes from one of our Indianapolis Colts. It comes from Mr. Zaire Franklin, number 44 in the uh, Indianapolis jersey, and one of the leading tacklers in the NFL. And his Twitter handle is at Ziggy Smalls. And he said, just watched Die Hard for the first time, 
a Christmas movie. Zaire, I, I could not agree more. Of course, of course, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't even need Jerry or one of the guys from you know the SmackDown, Tyler from the Rundown, uh, Lou. I, I don't need anyone here to debate this. This goes without saying. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and I've brought facts. I've brought facts to you, the listener, about what makes Die Hard a Christmas movie. Now, if you search on Google what makes a movie a Christmas movie, one of the first articles you will see is from Screen Rant. And Screen Rant has an article entitled 18 Tropes That Commonly Are Found in Hallmark Christmas Movies. So a trope is kind of like a plot line, a storyline. So I went through here. I cultivated, curated, and uh, decided that these are all reasons why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. First one, someone changes their career path. In the movie, John McClane's wife, Holly, changes careers, takes her from New York City to L.A., which is why John McClane is in los angeles during the movie so there you go that's one of 18. next one the main character comes home for christmas well in this case john mcclain didn't quite go home but he did go to see his family at their new home in los angeles that's why he's there to begin with the big relationship misunderstanding they were separated in the middle of a, not quite a divorce, but they, they were struggling and they're trying to hash things out during the Christmas holiday. That's three, three. The next one, the holiday competition. Now this one, I'm stretching just a little bit. I'm stretching just a little bit, but this feels like a, a competition. It feels like he's competing to stay alive. He's competing to save the lives of all these hostages and be the hero of the movie someone sings a holiday song well in one of the scenes there are carolers and at the very end of the movie there is uh let it snow plays the credits out so there's another box checked corporate big shot wants to shut down a business i don't know that hans gruber was a corporate big shot but he wanted to shut down a business he wanted to shut down Nakatomi and all of their bonds. He wanted to steal all of them. So another box checked. All work, no play, male character. That's John McClane. He is all work. He's supposed to be on vacation. He's supposed to be seeing his family. He's supposed to be seeing his estranged wife. But what's he do? He's got his gun. He's got his badge. He wants to play cop. All work, no play, male character. Check. Last one, a successful woman must choose between her family and her career. That's why, again, that's why he's there. His wife took the, the big job promotion, the big executive job promotion in Los Angeles, took the kiddos to LA. He had to go out there, check, check, check. That's eight check boxes that per screen rant says that these are various plot lines of Hallmark movies. Not only does Die Hard have one, two, th they have eight, eight, of these tropes, as they call it, Die Hard checks these boxes. So you can't come to me and tell me that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, and then I have to come back and tell you that half of the Hallmark Christmas catalog also isn't Christmas movies.
It's a Christmas movie, and not only is Die Hard a Christmas movie, it's one of the top three Christmas movies of all time. And that, thanks to Mr. Zaire Franklin of the Indianapolis Colts, at Ziggy Smalls on Twitter. Not only is that a Christmas movie, but it was brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I mentioned earlier our good buddy, Neil. Um you know, these guys, we're, we're high-level dynasty gamers. We're high-level redraft gamers. I'm not putting ourselves over. It's just the facts. Uh, we had nine people from our group, both patrons and content producers, play in the Scott Fishbowl. A third of us, I'm not in there, but a third of us, a third of our team are in there. So we're making great dynasty trades. We have a great group chat. We have several group chats depending on, you know, there's some gambling, there's you know, so, some other smaller group chats, Dallas in rookie time, we'll have a rookie group chat, uh, bonus podcast, uh, rankings. I've recently updated both my quarterback and running back rankings. Uh, I'll be doing my wide receiver rankings here shortly. And all of that, every bit of that is available over at patreon.com, as well as one-on-one -on -one help, trade advice, start set advice on Sundays, all of that premium content. We help our patrons, patrons first, over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Head over there, check it out, and uh, if you see anything that, that interests you, or if you just have a question, DM me on Twitter, at DWZ Memphis. You can say, hey, look, I'm, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm leaning toward it. You know, I have a couple of questions. Fire them off. Email it, dynastywarzone at gmail.com. Fire them off. Let us answer those, and... Maybe we can convince you on a, in a one-on-one -on -one chat about the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So let's jump into this. I'm kind of going to hit you with some uh, some Dynasty potpourri, if you will. Um, just a couple of things that have crossed my mind. Um, we're going to be, as we get deeper into the playoff season, we'll still be talking about trades. We'll be talking about the trade deadline how it impacts your team. Uh, some of this conversation will come directly out of the patron. But now is winning time. You know, we're two weeks away. We're going into week 13. Week 15, all the good leagues and probably 90% of most leagues will start their playoffs in week 15. So whether that's a 15, 16, 17, I know standard ESPN leagues will do a 15, 16, and then they'll do a two-week 17, 18. Everybody's league's a little bit different. Obviously, the Scott Fishbowl already going on from a playoff perspective. But, you know, now is the time where you've got to get your roster right. So the other day, one of our patrons, he hit the, the group chat up. And, and, and that's one of the great things about the, the patron is you can, you can throw your trade in the group chat or you can hit me up one-on-one, -on -one, wh whatever you want to do. And he asked, Joe Mixon or a 2023 first, second, or third? And before I could even get to the trade, one of our other patrons says, well, maybe you should get rid of that 23 third and ask for a 24 second. And here's where the advice for you comes in. I'm like, well, I would take the first trade, but I also don't mind you asking for more. But do not counter that offer, because if you counter that offer, especially in MFL, and I'm pretty sure it's the same thing in Sleeper, that original offer from them goes away, 
and then you would send your new offer. Well, if you send the new offer, in this case, it would be the first, the, 20, the, the 2023 first, the second, and the 24 second. If that fellow GM re rejects that offer, well, if you countered, you can't go back and accept that, that, that original offer. But by just sending the new offer, they may not even realize that you haven't done that. And then if they reject that offer, cool, you go in, you accept the original offer, you thank them for their time, and the deal gets done. So if a deal's close, sometimes a deal's just a deal, and you're like, yep, yep, that, that works for me. Happy to accept it. Click. Deal is done. Sometimes a deal is so close, but you feel like, you know what? In the case of this deal, can I can I bump it from a 20, 23 third to a 24 second? They're about equal in value, at least in the in in the the, the long term. And, and maybe you get that deal done, but you don't want to take an option off the table of being able to go back and accept that original little uh, little offer from a friend. And that's a little segment. I'm gonna try to come up with this week to week. I'm gonna drop it in the patron first. Then I'll eventually drop it on one of our shows, and that's called Just the Dynasty Tip. Just a tip, just a little tip uh, uh, that, that you know that, that could help you out. Don't always don't always counter. Don't always reject and counter. Sometimes you just send a completely separate offer, leaving yourself the ability to go back and accept that initial offer. So that is uh, a couple of a couple of few things through the show already. Uh, not making bad time for a, another solo show. And going to jump into a little segment that I like to call Predicting the Dynasty Future. So I was listening to another podcast today, and it, it wasn't even a, a, a dynasty or fantasy-related podcast. It was it was a gambling podcast, and they're trying to predict futures. You know, and I, like they're looking, you know, three months out. They're looking at the playoffs. They're looking at the Super Bowl you know, and, and they're trying to to work that puzzle backwards to figure out who's got the best odds to get there. Do their odds line up with the actual pay odds of what the, the sports books are offering? And I just took that as, as you know, let's start working this backwards. So we're going to help you get through your trade deadlines. We're going to help you get into the playoffs. But my goal for this show is the month of January when the fantasy playoffs are over. I personally would like to spend the month of January really just covering this upcoming rookie class. Hey, let's dip a toe into the 2023 20, rookie pool. Let's talk about these guys. Um, I'm sure you know Bijan Robinson. If you play Superflex, I'm sure you know the names Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Jordan Addison. You know, there's there's you know 10, 12 names that you probably already know. But let's start getting a feel. Let's start getting our top five at each position. Let's, you know, shuffle those top five up and create some base rankings. And, and let's cover that on the show in the month of January. Then we're going to spin around in the month of February because in February, the playoffs, as crazy as it, as it is to sound, as to say, the, the Super Bowl will be right around Valentine's Day. And as soon as that's done, what does everybody want to do? I can tell you what our patrons are going to want to do. They're going to want to do startups, and I'm sure you and your leagues with your friends and your internet acquaintances, or maybe you just go to the FFPC and do some startups. And I think startups are great. I think startups in February favor two people. They favor people who aren't afraid to do the work or people who are really patched in. 
I think the people that get in trouble during startup season are the people who just assume that 2022 is just going to automatically carry over into 2023. So we'll jump into all that. That's kind of something to look forward to. I'll say probably the rest of December, we'll be talking about the dynasty playoffs, the fantasy playoffs, trades. Um, would you make this deal? Would you make that deal, etc. But as we get into January, we'll do some rookies. And then in February, we'll do some, some startup content. And then we'll zigzag right back to rookies again, the end of February, 1st of March. And that'll probably be the basis of our content, March, April, in through the NFL draft. And uh, we'll see what leads us to there. But anyway, back to tonight's topic, predicting the dynasty future. It, it got me asking questions about who is going to be the most overdrafted. And by overdrafted, I mean at their projected ADP, who's going to be the most overdrafted player in 2023 startups. And I'm, I'm predicting that now. And I, I had a long list and I, I posted a list of 10 people. I posted a list of, of 10 players that I think will be overdrafted in March. And I posted that in our patron group chat. I'll get that posted on our patron website. But I mean, some of the names will surprise you. Some of the names probably won't surprise you. But the one name that I'm going to talk about tonight is Mr. Rashad White. Uh, probably going to be, I, I hate the term because it's so overused at this point. And I'm not going to call him a league winner. I just refuse to call him a league winner, but he's definitely going to be a helpful piece down the stretch. Uh, the good thing is, is that Tampa is absolute cheeks right now. Um, they're five and six, but in the NFC South, that's enough to be in first place. The beautiful part of it is, is that he is going to be in line to get a lot of work. Um, the reason why I refuse to call him a league winner is A, it's too cliche for me, and B, by the time the fantasy playoffs get here, which will be week 15, again, if you're playing in good leagues, you know, we don't know what Leonard Fournette's role will be coming back off that injury. But the reason why I think he's going to be overdrafted is that you can almost hear the dynasty content creating itself. You know, I can see the articles now about Tampa Bay and Leonard Fournette's a free agent and going into year seven of his career and Keyshawn Vaughn's not very good. And I just think he's one of the guys, and you guys can hold me to this. You know, we can look, we can look back in February, we can look back in March, and we can, you know, look then to see, hey, did I get this right in, in December? Is is Rashad White being overdrafted? I, I think he is. Um and, and double that if he does happen to win people leagues and money. This year, not just leagues, but DFS. If he ends up being a DFS darling, helps people win some cash, people are going to do it. And again, they're going to loosely graze the stats. They're going to look at this as a good offense for passing to the running backs. They're going to look at all of the metrics that Leonard Fournette has had over the last couple of years. They're going to automatically extrapolate that entire workload to Rashad White. They're going to put it all in a neat little tidy bow, and they're going to sell that to you as Rashad White is, you know, probably a top, as crazy as it is to say, but given his age, a top 12 to 15 running back during startup season. I think that's crazy, um, especially like the first week of March. 
I, I don't personally love doing startups until around April 1st. By then, you're past the majority of free agency. And this year in running back free agency, you're going to have a ton, a ton of big names hitting the market from names like Saquon Barkley, um, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard. I mean, if you just Google a quick Google search of the running back free agents in the 2023 free agency class, it's pretty strong. And that's not to say that I'm anti-Rashad White. I'm not anti-Rashad White now, but I just think that as the rest of this season goes on and the fact that Leonard Fournette will probably be gone in free agency as well as Tom Brady, I think Rashad White, I'm looking at my crystal ball, if you will, and I'm seeing a world where this guy gets way overdrafted in startups. So um, that's one of the 10 guys that, that I covered but I also want to, you know, talk about the other side of this coin. I, I want to talk about the guy who I think is going to be the biggest value in 2023 startups. And I'm going to make sure I caveat this by saying tight end premium. Um, but my biggest value player in 2023 is going to be David Njoku. Um, he's not number one on my on the list of 10 that I posted in our patron today. Uh, he's my number three biggest value uh, or projected value in 2023 dynasty startups, at least initially. Uh, other people may come around to David and Joku, but uh, he, here are some things that I, I like. Um, I would have him number one, but this guy has his own injury issues. Uh, one, he's got the contract. He's got the big contract. He'll be going into year two of that big contract. His dead cap number will not make him an appealing cut to the team. Uh, so they'll definitely keep him around. And, and speaking of cap, the Browns in 2023 have currently, as of today, about $2 bucks in cap space. Now, there are some extensions they can make and some roster moves they can do. And, you know, they have decisions to make with some veterans. But all that to be said is that due to his cap hit and the fact that they're going to want to keep weapons in the offense for Deshaun Watson, I, I, I think his contract and the cap space make him appealing, which but limited cap space is going to make it hard to bring in more options. A, as good as the running back free agent class is in 2023, the wide receiver class is nowhere near as good. So I, I believe they keep Amari Cooper, even at his lofty 20 plus million dollar cap hit. Uh, they'll keep Njoku. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones will still be cheap, and maybe they get a little contribution from David Bell. But this is also a team that doesn't have a lot of draft capital. Uh, they currently, as of the recording of this podcast, they have two picks within the top 100. And I personally believe whatever draft capital they have and salary cap, salary cap space they have will be spent on the defense. They're currently four and seven. And a lot of that doesn't have much to do with the offense. Uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, depends on where you get your rankings, whether you're a PFF fan or a, uh, a, a pregame.com fan, uh, a QBR fan, no matter what you use, Jacoby Brissett has played at a high level. He's around 10 aggregate across those rankings. So the offense has not been bad, and we have to assume that going into 23, Deshaun Watson's going to be an upgrade for this offense, not just for Njoku, 
but for Amari Cooper might be another value, right? I mean, he'll be going, I believe, year nine, but he'll still be right around that 30 mark. And, you know, we see guys well into 30 producing right now, whether that's, you know, Devontae Adams, whether that's, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Amari uh, Cooper could be a good value, but in in a position group that has so little cream at the top. I mean, you got Travis Kelsey. Sometimes you get George Kittle. I think George Kittle is the most game script dependent elite tight end option out there. And what do I mean by elite game script dependent? I mean, when the game calls for passing and the game's close, then George Kittle's probably going to have a good game. But if the game's not close and the offense can run it down your throat and just pound the ball down your throat, you get what you had this past weekend when they shut out the Saints and he had like three for 36 or something. So, but going back to David and Joku, even if they make improvements to the defense, they'll still be in a lot of shootouts. They play against the Bengals. They play against the, the Ravens. I think Pittsburgh will be better next year. Just I'm, I'm seeing a lot of spots where David and Joku is going to be undervalued because he's just been out there for a while. And I'll tell you right now, I don't know where I'll get him at ADP in the, uh, in the 2023 startup season, but I'll take him at where he's going way over where Kyle Pitts will be going. Uh, the last prediction that I have predicting the dynasty future is the dynasty rookie that you absolutely cannot go wrong with. And that is, uh, I'm going to go lay up. First time doing this, I'm going to go lay up. I'm going to go Bijan Robinson. I mean, look no further than Saquon Barkley. Um, came in to his rookie year. Uh, some places had him the rookie, uh, excuse me, had him the 101 overall. Not the not just the rookie run at 101, but the 101 overall. Um, this guy's value is going to be locked in for five years. I think that in one QB leagues, I think Bijan Robinson will probably be a first round pick in startups this this coming you know startup season. And while I don't think it's crazy, because if you have a shot at an, an elite running back prospect in in Dynasty, you have to take it. You know there are so few Jonathan Taylors and Brees Halls and. You know, I could argue that DeAndre Swift has never met those expectations. I could say as fast as Najee Harris met those expectations. He's came right back down this year. So I get it. I get why we would. But I'm predicting that uh, Bijan Robinson will not only be a first-round startup in a 1QB, but regardless of performance and injury, you're acquiring a dynasty asset that will retain his value for – three to five years. And that's what you're looking for. Sometimes if you can't get production, you want to have value because you can turn that value into production. So uh, there you go. There are there are some predictions of the dynasty future. Uh, we'll do a little bit more of this as we lead up to the dynasty playoffs and the trade deadline. And speaking of trade deadline, uh, I am going to end this with uh, the war on trades. This is the Dynasty War Zone. We're declaring war on trades. And uh, I'm going to talk about two Geno Smith trades. Uh, Geno Smith, uh, very polarizing QB in the world of Superflex. That's the 
I'd say 90%, 95% of my dynasty leagues are super flex. And I can tell you, I personally just traded for Gino with good friend. I always like to say it that way. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like all the years of doing this podcast and meeting people via social media and content creation, it always feels good to say that. I said it about Nick Whalen last week. I'll say it about Shane Manella of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, Dynasty Trades and Chill, Dynasty Trades in Five. If you can't find Shane Manella, you can't find him. So he and I are in a league together. He was contending early in the season. Uh, it's my best team, my best league. I'm, I'm 11 and one. Not so humble brag in this league. But one of my two QBs in this league is Matthew Stafford. Well, I was looking for a QB and I was looking, because this, this is how trades get done, just to be quite honest with you. I'm looking and I'm looking, who's out of it? You know, Shane started off hot, injury bug got him as it gets all of us at some point. And I look at Shane, Shane and he's got Geno Smith and I don't have a lot of draft capital. This is a really good team. Like I said, 11 and one, but I've moved my 23 first. I've moved my 23 second. You know, I've moved my 24 second. I'm trying like hell to hang on to my 24 first. Um, so I, I just, I, I took the best of what I had. I don't have a ton of good young assets. The good young assets that I have uh, are contributing. I've got Travis Etienne on this team. I've got Justin Jefferson on this team. I've got Stefan Diggs on this team. I've, but I'm, I, I can't move them. I'm trying to win a championship. So I did the best I could. And I offered Shane two-thirds. I offered him my 23 and my 24-third for Geno Smith. And he's like, you know what? If I don't get a better offer between now and like 9 p.m., he's yours. And he put it out in the group chat. No one else uh, made an offer. And Geno was mine. So I'm thrilled. Uh, I have a guy that currently on uh, total points on the season and the points per game uh, on the season, I, I got a QB1. I believe that regardless of what happens with Seattle, I mean, they have Denver's pick. I think it's currently the five. Whether they take a quarterback there in Will Levis or they extend Geno for a year or two, I believe that I'll be able to use Geno next year. You know, the Colts are probably going to need a QB, as sad as that makes me, you know, just have to say. Uh, the Jets may be in the QB market for a veteran. Um, the Giants you know, there'll be teams that'll be kicking tires on a guy like Geno Smith. And I think Geno Smith in that veteran journeyman, you know, level QB, I think he's worked himself ahead of the 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 Danny Dimes, who will be a free agent ahead of the Jimmy Garoppolo's. So I was thrilled to get Geno for two thirds in in our dynasty league. And then today, one of our patrons was selling Geno. And he was offered uh, an early 22, excuse me, an early 23 second, too many twos in there, 20, 23 second, and a 20, 23 additional second. I think that one was later. And he would be giving up Gino in a 23, uh, 23 fourth. And I'm like, I, I, I sell all day. You know, this particular GM in our patron league, he had plenty of other QBs uh, in, in the bit of a, a rebuild and the extra draft capital aligned with his goals a lot more than Gino in a fourth. So again, that was a no brainer, but, but Gino's the kind of guy that you have a small window and now is a great time to be out 
kicking tires on veterans like Gino. Um, again, I, I feel like a shill, and, and maybe I am to a degree because I keep talking about the patron, but that was the focus of half of my premium patron podcast this week was uh, cheap players I'm targeting on contending teams. I think I named five or six QBs, three or four running backs, one or two tight ends, and five or six wide receivers that I thought you could get reasonably cheap if you're contending and maybe you lost a Cooper Cup. Maybe you're concerned about a Travis Etienne and his foot injury. Maybe you're concerned about DeAndre Swift, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and, and Gino was on this list, and Gino was one of the QBs that I talked about over there uh, at the Patron on that premium podcast, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So I'm getting ready to wrap this up. I'm getting ready to get out of here. Um, I thank you for listening to another solo show. Um, I'm going to book a guest next week. I'm going to book it now. So whether or not we have two of us here, three of us here, four of us here, it won't just be me. Um, appreciate the support. The downloads have been fantastic. I appreciate it very much. And if you made it this long, I'm going to go ahead and, and give you a piece of lifestyle advice. Um, Disney Plus, they have the current season of Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. If you don't know him, who Chris Hemsworth is, he is the dude that plays Thor in the Marvel movies. Um, he's been in some other stuff too, but I think that's probably what he's most known for. But currently on Disney Plus, he's hope he's hosting and starring in a series called Limitless. Not Mr. Unlimited, that's Russell Wilson, but Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. And where this show came from is that Chris Hemsworth uh, has been genetically predetermined to be a potential candidate for Alzheimer's. And that's not a good thing, right? Um, I think we all have things in our genetic DNA, whether that be a family history of cancer or heart disease, or in his case, Alzheimer's, that put us all at risk. Um, and this series is all about doing different things health-related to you know help put the odds in your favor, right? That's what we're doing here with Dynasty is we're we're, we're, we're listening to podcasts, we're reading content, we're doing things to put winning our dynasty leagues in our you know best favor, and that's what he's doing. Um, I highly recommend it. Each episode's about 45 minutes. I won't spoiler any of them for you. I will say there is one involving cold water. Um, it has inspired me. I've been taking, at the end of each shower, I'm not taking a full-blown cold shower, but like I've been using a timer. Like I put my phone up on the edge of the sink and I put a timer up that I can see. And so far I've made it up to about 45 straight seconds of as cold as my tap water will get uh, for 45 seconds. Has it made an impact? I really don't know. I've been doing it for about five days. But if you're looking for a series to watch, I know a lot of people like to binge. Uh, this has been great. My wife and I are through four of the six episodes and if you're looking something, looking for something to watch, I highly recommend Limitless with Chris Hemsworth on the Disney Plus subscription service. So there you go, guys. Another podcast. Um, I love doing them, and I'm going to make time to do them. Jerry loves doing them too, but he also loves eating. He loves paying his bills. He loves being able to have heat, and he enjoys being able to have a home. And in order to do that, he has to take care of his primary income. So 
Hopefully can get Scary Jerry back behind the mic, but if not, we're, we're uh, words. Words are easy, except when you're flying live. And we're wishing Jerry, Tyler, and Neil from our Dynasty Warzone family the best in Scott Fishbowl. Check out the patron over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And don't be afraid to check out Hate Brand Goods. New drops just about every Thursday, three out of four in a given month. That's HVIII.com. If you're looking for unique athletic wear and athleisure wear, um, I'm a big fan. So check those guys out. Uh, again, rate, review, and subscribe to us everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. But until next time, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Go watch Chris Hemsworth. Go watch Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. And have a great week. Good luck going into week 14. Excuse me, week 13. We'll be back here next week to talk about week 14, one week out from the fantasy playoffs. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com, hate for me means it's about self improvement. It's this self motivation through self loathing, this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. You when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak